All right, ready? Yeah. In three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Best Part No Part podcast. Boom, My boom, name boom. is Alec Watts. Boom, boom, boom. And my name is Ian Watts. Yeah, you're joining me with my <laughs> my co-host and my brother from the exact same mother, Ian Watts, the nomad, the chameleon. Vagabond least, of sorts. At least that's his goal. You know, you gotta you gotta hope for something. Anyway, uh, we're excited to get into it to get into it today for our very first podcast. One idea we have is, you know, one for me, one for him. So one idea that I've been thinking about in my life, although our brains are a little bit interconnected. One thing about my life and one thing he's thinking about. So um, mine is I'm a junior at the University of Michigan studying computer science. Um, and I'm thinking about dropping out. Ian, you wanna tell him yours? Yeah, I am a 23 year old, uh, also graduated from University of Michigan, currently working Hello. on a company. And I want to never own a house or sign a lease more than three months for the foreseeable future uh, and right. be completely mobile, fully able to live out of a car with everything I need. Not like live in a car like a bum, but like, uh, you know, why not? Maybe. Maybe if it's a nice Maybe. enough car, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. All right. Those are our two topics of the day. Uh, where do you want to jump in? Should we jump in? You want to jump in with me first? That, yeah, let's do it. Is that okay? Let's right, do it. Awesome. Mom Excited. and dad, listen up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like I said, University of Michigan, computer science. I'm loving computer science and I'm loving Michigan. You know, it's a lot of fun. Um, but well, honestly, fun for sometimes. a while, yeah, exactly. For a while now, I haven't really been believing in the traditional education system, um, especially going to such a big school as the University of Michigan. Um, which once again kind of leads to the fun, but not getting the attention I would otherwise get. But that's really not that's really not what it is. I think at any school I would feel the exact same way. The reality of it is just the power of the internet in educating anyone. Um, really, if you have a computer and you have an internet connection, you can become professional in in anything. Um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of modern founders always preach this. Um, and I'm really starting to believe it. So let's get into it. So the, the, the kind of first time I stumbled upon this was uh, Udemy. I was working on a company with my brother and I had to gain some skills. We were doing some wireframing for an app that obviously never- Also just to there. clarify, so U Udemy is just like an online learning thing, oh, yeah, kind sorry. of like Coursera. Um, people can, anybody can put a course on there and master charge class. whatever they want. Yeah, masterclass, but much less curated, kind of open source, like like YouTube in that regard, you know, put right. whatever you want to put a, put a price on it and then people review it and yeah. Yeah, thank you. So like I said, I was uh, doing a wireframe course, something like Sketch or something, which I haven't used in a while and, and the app never worked out. But nonetheless, it I think it was about a 12 hour course that I did over the course of about a week and a half. And by the end of it, I couldn't really believe it. I'm like, wow, like I, and you know, in the coming months as I got better at it, like I could, I really could wireframe an app. Like it could look good. It could operate as a, you know, as a beta, as a, as a proof of concept to some extent. Yeah, and wireframing, you kind of just give it what, you know, what does this thing look like? And then the fake, functionality. Uh, the fake functionality of like, if you click yeah. this button, it'll go to this page. So it, it appears as if it's working. But Thanks for the definitions, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Definition yeah, guy. First time, first time. <laughs> um, 
and you know the pattern of it's not just you to me too you know it's it's kind of anything as a computer science major um pretty much anything you want to learn about computer science is on the internet like oh i guess everything you want to learn about computer science is on the internet yeah, computer um, science is easily the best example of computer it too, science you know. is the internet yeah exactly and honestly not kind of almost presented in a better way than it would be in the classroom i mean i guess here's here this kind of proves my point the most like my university of michigan classes went online just like the rest of the world and uh me and all my other classmates would just watch the lectures online like some of the other people did but i watched them online because i really thought it was better to learn my classes online it was more effective for the subject matter i was into so um yeah just to real quick sum it up i've done like a bunch of other unities on a bunch of other uh disciplines like a bunch of computer science a bunch of javascript i'm doing one right now called 3js which is like uh uses javascript to um and the internet's uh, graphic composition capabilities to kind of create 3D worlds. Think about like a, any internet, little internet video game you're in. Webkins. Like, yeah, webkins are <laughs> obviously more complicated than that. Uh, I think Decentraland is done with 3 js for you Decentraland crypto fools out there. Um, so yeah, that was a little bit, a little bit of summation. Um, and I yeah. just, I love it so much and I can't stop loving it. and. I guess the big, I guess the biggest thing for me is like when I'm at school and I'm and I'm going to classes and I just wish I was spending that time learning stuff on the internet and I know I would be learning like 20 times more. Yeah, one one thing I heard think. one thing I heard on uh I was reading Steve Jobs book uh, last night this biography by Walter Isaacson and it's kind of near the end when he's dying of cancer and all that bad stuff uh but he was talking about I mean Gates were talking about how they were surprised how little the internet had actually impacted education because especially back in the day in the early internet days and you know early ipad days people were like oh my god textbooks are gone forever or at least the you know techno optimists textbooks are gone forever learning is going to be super you know uh targeted per person customized like everybody will just be on their ipad in the classroom learning their own thing and then they'll come together to collaborate um and that really was the vision of, you know, learning for the individual, which is what the internet allows you to do because you are doing something, um, doing this. Oh, I don't know how to do this. Look it up. It shows you right there, YouTube video, blog post, Udemy, whatever, learn it, do it. It allows you to customize it to yourself. You know, just all you need is Google. And then on top of that, uh, I listened to a podcast with Mark Andreessen recently. It was uh, the Knowledge Project. I think it was like the, the most recent episode, 100, episode 129, highly recommended. But he was talking about how is how absolutely fucked the entire education system is. And the host asked him, like, do you think you can reform it? And he was like, I mean, not really. Pretty much the current education system was built in the late 1800s, early 1900s, beginning of, or, you know, around the Industrial Revolution when... I mean, there was like, I don't know, like one out of 10 kids was ed was educated. You know, they were just all living on the farms before. So the problem came like, all right, the biggest problem is none of these kids are educated. What we have to do is, you know, go from like one to one out of 10 to seven out of 10 as quick as possible. Um, and then what they did was they just took the models of everything that was the industrial models of, you know, Ford Model T, whatever, any, any industrial yeah. Fa yeah. factory pipeline. And they 
applied that to education because the goal was as much as possible, as quickly as possible. And even further, if you kind of train people in this factory type setting, then you are training them for the jobs in the factory that they're going to have. Even the knowledge workers at the time were still in a fact, it was just like a knowledge factory. Um, so it worked very well for that time. It really hasn't changed much since then. And anybody who's kind of in it, like the presidents, the administrators, all those people have no incentive to change the system because most of them would lose their jobs. Um, yeah. So and it's, that, it's just such a fucking shit show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that, I mean, that's the thing I think you highlighted there at the end. The best is that, I mean, yeah, there's competition between these schools, but not in the way that there's like competition or open source of, of information on the Internet. I saw like a meme, like, I don't know, like a month ago or something. And it was like school, like convince me of something over over a five page length. And then it was like real life, like you have three seconds to get my attention or I'm gone. So it's like, <laughs> it's like polar opposites. I mean, I'm sure um, I'm not blessed with the gift of writing. So I respect people that can do it, but I'm sure everyone's been in these writing classes or, you know, honestly, any class in college and be like, this is not applicable. Um, this is not great. But uh, all right, what other points do we want to hit here? Uh, or just one last point in that too was, um the i guess like the uh, i lost it like okay, real quick just the the cold like teacher unions thing too was which it's just so hard to get any change to come through because you have you already have like a and like i'm not like anti-union guy but the way mark andreessen put it was he was just talking about kind of government worker unions generally where it's you already have the layer of the government being protective of the workers which is, you know, generally the, like they're working for the government, so they're already going to be protected. And then you layer on unions on top of that. So then it just becomes very hard for, uh, I don't know, rapid change to happen. You know, th things just get get caught up in the in the works. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, okay, one more thing. I wanted to go to the directing rabbit holes. I think this is something that I'm going to touch on a ton in this podcast. Um, I like to think of myself as a productive person, but I have, the, I have my vices just like anyone else. You know, For me, I've kind of shaded off social media. I'm only really on Twitter, um, but I love YouTube. I'm like addicted to YouTube. I deleted it. You can still <laughs> access it on the Safari app if you didn't know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so the you know YouTube is great. I think I like Twitter because it's a wealth of information as opposed to a lot of white noise or, you know. And it's either it's either a wealth of information or just like pure fuckery that like you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think like one of the most important things for me is just like yeah, you can have these vices. You got to direct the rabbit holes you go down. You got to like you got to aim the rabbit holes. So like for me, for example, like I'm in CS and I like to think of myself as a very future focused or a future focused person. But at the same time, I wasn't into crypto at all. Like I just didn't own any crypto. Didn't know crypto. Um, as it was, you know, populating the lives of so many around us. So I'm like, all right, I love watching YouTube. Let me just force myself to watch crypto YouTube videos for the next like week. The algorithm will pick it up and then I'll be locked in, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, for a long time, it was SpaceX, 100%, you know, Starship out there in Boca Chica, they're changing the world. Um, a lot of space, Shout a lot of Boca Chica. you know, and then like, sometimes I can't lie. It's just like, it's just a bunch of Curb Your Enthusiasm videos. But I think it's really powerful to like, you know, you, these algorithms fuck you. So you might as well just direct it towards something that actually can enhance you. And there's so much 
good content these days that's also interesting that's like why i think we're living like the best time um the interesting stuff is positive and educative and shit all right cool is that all yeah, and, uh, one, one little trick on on that uh, i have a chrome or a, i think it's a safari extension too or maybe it's just a chrome extension I forget what, it, what it's called i'll put it in the show notes but it allows you to block off the like home screen of YouTube. So it doesn't show you any of the suggested videos. And I know you want to like harness the rabbit hole, but then it kind of allows you to like, what am I searching for? What do I want in that time? And then you yeah. don't just get stuck. Like, Oh, like, let me click this watching those videos that you don't really care about, but the, the algorithm knew it, knew it catch you. So if so I pretty helpful for so me. let's say I search like, you know, like uh, security tokens, I look up security tokens and then a video finishes. Do I have that thing under the suggested? So like, you can you can after? tune what it has. You can turn off like either the suggested. You can turn off the home. So I, I have it where it only shows videos on the home screen, I think, and nowhere else. But you can have so, it like show the sidebar or like the plan X. You can kind of choose which cool. one, which ones. And then it also works for Facebook, Twitter, like all, all the social medias. All right. You want to name drop it here? I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. I forget what it's called. All right, cool. Cool. I forget what it's called. All right, so I'll should I, should I go to mine now? Yeah, you want to remind the folks what it's about? Yeah, so uh, one focus of my life right now, one aspiration is to be uh, not necessarily completely nomadic, but I don't know, as nomadic as I want to be, I guess. Increasingly um, nomadic, how about that? In increasingly nomadic, yes. Uh, I have lived, I lived my life from you know, all, all my childhood through high school in Los Angeles and went to Michigan. Uh, couldn't go abroad. My only option was Manchester, so I didn't go abroad uh, junior year. And then now I'm back back in Los Angeles. Right now I'm actually living in uh, Lake Tahoe with a few friends for, for two and a half, three weeks. They got a house for a month. I couldn't do the full time, but there's so much world. The world's a big place. Yeah. And yeah, we we don't really have that much time, so I want to optimize the not optimize maximize the the amount of the world I can see, the amount of people I can meet, the amount of experiences I can have, and especially before I mean you know once you have kids, it obviously you, know, you have a family, all that stuff, you're gonna get kind of locked down. So I'm starting to realize the the window to really do a lot of these big things is is smaller than you might think. And I don't know, things just happen so quickly. Um, yeah, that... I, I think I want to, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. Yeah. I, I kinda, I, like, I'm excited to give people a little bit of the context behind this. So this is called the best part, no part podcast. Um, it's like first principles thinking, right? That's connected. Um, uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Vaguely, yeah. No, uh, let's, it's let's the step after first principles thinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so best part, no part. Um, you know, with a product, it can mean like there's an unnecessary part. You minimize it like, a, I don't know, like a Tesla. They get rid of all the buttons they put into a screen. That's I guess that's one, one somewhat good example. It's kind of something that me and Ian have adopted pretty aggressively into our lives. So I get effects like our wardrobe. Our wardrobe is very small these days. It affects like our tech stack, like, you know, like the apps on our computer and our workflows and everything's minimized. You know, Ian cut it, shaved his head. It kind of affects everything. Um, and the simplicity, so, I guess that the outcome is minimalism, but it's not. Yeah, that's the essentialism. 
Essentialism, yeah, essentialism. Uh, and then this is this is something we derived from. Uh, so Elon Musk has a five-step process for engineering design, um, and obviously that means cars and rockets for him and whatever the fuck he wants to do next. But it really applies to engineering, designing anything, designing your life, designing your wardrobe. You know, engineer what really what engineering your mind. Um, so step one is eliminate dumb constraints, any rules or things that are holding you in get rid of those you know question everything and that's also known as first principles thinking the, then rule two is uh the best part or process is no part of process um think that just slows things down gunks things up makes it hard to see what's what's really important uh step three is optimize right yeah step three is optimize the parts step four is automate and then step five, I'm blank. I, I don't know. I forget. Whatever. <laughs> We're mostly focused on, mostly on step one and two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we haven't sorry, we haven't gotten to the later ones yet. Uh, I was so on, that, yeah. I was hitting on that. Or sorry, one second. I got a little water into the crack of my computer. Shit. <laughs> um, I was hitting on that because I think that gives, I think, I think being like such a nomad could sound like, either impossible or like a Bruce Wayne type of situation. But um, I guess for us, it's like, it's kind of like the end goal is to like really shedding as much weight from our lives as possible. And then at that point, it becomes possible to travel the world, um, kind of live out of a small bag that you have, for example, or live out of your car because everything fits in there very easily. And same with like, the way you work and everything like that. So um, it's called the best part, no part podcast. We're really excited to um, expand on that. And I think this is deeply connected to it. If you want to keep going. There. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a, a very recurring theme. Um, yeah. So on then obviously pandemic things have kind of opened, opened up possibilities. Um, I think it is beautiful how, I think there was there was some uh, stat where like before the pandemic, like seven percent of people worked remote, and now it's like fifty six or something. I guess just like an almost order of magnitude difference. Um, and I don't, I don't think it's quite realized how much value you can get by being in different places both for yourself and like a company, just living somewhere else, meeting different people, gaining new perspectives. It, it just makes you kind of a, a better person. And I, I'm pretty uh, adamant about the fact that, you know, travel, and I'm, I'm very privileged to have traveled a lot in my life. I think travel can be one of the biggest, um, best ways to open up somebody's mind to different possibilities and just kind of the, you know, the world's such a big place. There's so many things you can do, but reading about it or like seeing it on the internet. I mean, you know, you can't trust the internet, blah, blah, blah. It, it's not yeah. really real until it is real. Um, and so my mom also, who, um, you know, she didn't, she didn't grow up well off really but her family would always do these road trips across the country that i think she went to all 48 or 48 states before she was 
like 21 or something. Times. She's been multiple times. Yeah. Though. Uh, yeah. And then um, she, she got to go to Japan to do a study abroad thing. So she's been a huge driver behind us, just kind of seeing, seeing the whole world. Um, and I haven't got to do as much of that since obviously, you know, we did that all the time when I was in high school and middle school, just doing all these family trips, but I haven't, haven't really been able to do that as much recently. So I, I want to get back into that and I don't know, just, just meet people and try new things. And, you know, I see everybody else doing it on Instagram and I have FOMO. So, yeah. <laughs> so I want to, I want to make other people have FOMO. But Ian, you're not that beautiful, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what the touch up is for. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, um, so the, the way I guess I've been implementing it. So right now I'm in Tahoe for these two and a half weeks. I tried to, I drove up here from LA. I tried to bring everything I would need to live like, you know, my, my optimal life, I guess, in here, tried to fit it all in my car, got pretty much everything. I would ideally have had a standing desk. I forgot my nice pillow. I don't have a nice desk chair. Forgot my Alexa. But other than that, you know, I, I fit everything pretty, and I probably could have fit that stuff in. So um, I have everything I need here. And it's, it's been a good experience. And driving up here is like seven and a half hours. I left pretty late. So at first I was pretty paranoid that I was going to fall asleep at the wheel and die, but chugged a Red Bins, a Red Bull, and, uh, and made it through super easy. So it's been a, it's been a very uh, liberating experience, um, realizing how attainable it is. And one, one more thing, the approach that I want to go with after this. So on Airbnb, you'll probably pay like an extra 25 so 33% um, over what you would pay for a rental if you go Airbnb for a month. So I realized if I just either like live with my parents for a month or, or crash with a friend for a month and then Airbnb the rest of the time, that's like the same as a normal rent. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's true that because of your situation, you know, work, like working back at home with the parents and the whole COVID situation has been a while since you got to travel. And it's been a while since a lot of people could travel. And I really liked your point on, you know, the growth that you can achieve by traveling the country and meeting different people. I'm pretty passionate. I, we're not going to get political at all because I hate it, but I'm pretty passionate that like, you know, everybody is able to understand everybody else's situation. So, you know, like, let's say you travel across the country and you come across completely, someone that grew up in a completely different walk of life than you, um, you'll grow because of it and you'll find commonality between your life and their life, so. Yeah, yeah, I think a lack of uh, the, not polarization, the kind of separation of urban, rural, of the, you know, I, don't know, I feel like people from the different political lives don't really interact with each other as much anymore, like, you know, sit yeah. down and have a beer. Um, and right. once, once you do that, it's, you can't really like demonize like yeah. those people once you have like talked with them for a few hours and realize like everybody just wants to have a good life and wants best for the people around them. And you know, obviously they're like psych psychopaths hours, and sociopaths, but even them, it's like, all right, well, they just need some help. <laughs> like people like, you know, you get, you get people, certain politically motivated people, you know, talking smack about the other side, um, you know, but they'll be like best friends with someone in like five minutes, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. Um, as long as that shit doesn't get brought up in the first time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, they realize that they're not, you know, they're not like the walking dead. They're not, they weren't born out of Mordor or anything. They were actually <laughs> yeah. born out of a human being and share like 99.9% of genetics. So, you know, um, yeah. All right. Uh, I, that was a little bit rough, but I, I had a good time. Ian. Yeah, I was, I was a great time. Yeah, we'll, I'm we'll excited. Up, but... Yeah, I think we got to get a little more back and forth going. You know, it's yeah, like, definitely. We're, we're like when I was lecture, talking right? for a while. When I was talking for a while, like I was losing steam. Um, yeah, and then when you were talking for a while, I was trying to get in too. You know, so like I think we both benefit like a, a ton. I think in the podcast we listen to, there's like seventy percent more interruptions or uh, back yeah. and forth. So well, and since we're interviewing each other almost too, it's like or not interviewing, but it's like a we should have even more interruptions than like a Tim Ferriss, where if you're interviewing one person, you kind of let them talk. But with us, we should. I don't think we, be, I don't uh, even want to be interviewing each other, really, because I know that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like with the Tim Ferriss, he's interviewing yeah. somebody and then it's monologue. So since this is a conversation, we need to. Yeah, I think we, we let we were interviewing each other a bit too much. I just I, I just I, I don't even think I have the skill to do the monologue set yet. You know, like I just like, yeah, I'm not going to be satisfying the viewers. Right, uh, you should uh, you should listen to some uh, some more all in because I think all in is probably the yeah no, I know that, that, that's what we, that's what we should do. All right, let's let's wrap it up for the people. All right, guys, all right, yeah. thanks for listening to our very first best part no part podcast. This is Alec Wad signing off from my side of the world. Ian, also uh, feel free to send any any uh, you know on what you liked, what you disliked. Um, yeah, yeah, we we love we love feedback. Roast our ours. We might not listen to it, but we love it. Probably won't. <laughs> it's our podcast. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Peace All right. Out. Signing off. Peace.